I love that song. It's an oldie, but goodie. Hey, everyone. Sorry, sorry, sorry for the wait. The principal's office has been on an extended spring break. And um, I'm super excited to be back with you straight from the principal's office. I hope you guys were you know, catching up or revisiting. And I know some people were listening to some of the other episodes that are already out there, but we are back in full effect, um, you know, with the intention to be here weekly to share these amazing, amazing, amazing principles from the Bible that we can apply to our everyday lives. And that's the that's the thing, right? We just got to live this life. We want to live this life and we want to live this life successfully. And we need tools in order to do that. And so that's what we want to come to share from the principal's office, just encouragement and instruction and truth, transparency and thoughts on how we can live successful lives. Okay. That's T3 guys. Truth, transparency, and thoughts. Thoughts, truth, transparency, however you want to say it, but it's T to the third power. All right. So I um wanted to today take the time to um share with you guys about a principle that, you know, it's not brand new. It's not a new concept. It's something you guys have probably heard all your lives or you've been told it by your mom, your dad, your grandmother, a teacher, anyone. But God has something to say about it also. And so that's what we're going to dig into. But I want to say to you guys and myself, with all due respect, be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Some of you guys may be familiar with that line from... Um, a hip hop artist, Kendrick Lamar, he made a song about it. He said, be humble, sit down, be humble, sit down in my best Kendrick Lamar voice, like sit down, have a seat, right? 
Why? Because sometimes that's what we need to do. We just have to humble ourselves and just take a seat, take a back seat even, right? Some of us don't want to do that. Oh, we ain't going to take a back seat. We always got to be in the front. We always got to be in the front seat. We always got to be leading. We always got to be seen. If that's something that we always have to do, then we probably need to reevaluate some things, slow down, and have a seat. And chill out for a little while, okay? But why is humbling ourselves so important? And that's what we're going to look at, right? I know it sounds good. And of course, it, it, it you know, everybody's probably like, of course, you got to humble yourself. You got to be humble. But let's really look at why it's important and what humbling ourselves will get us. Because I promise you, humbling ourselves will take us to another level, all right? So you know how it goes. I'm going to share the scripture that we will be looking at, and then we'll go into the scripture and we will um we'll we'll break some things down, okay, and talk about them. So this is gonna be a nice little sandwich um lesson, okay, on the principle of humbling ourselves. And we're gonna start in Luke chapter 18, verses 9 through 14. And then we're gonna go into Galatians 6. Verses 1 through 5. Then we will tiptoe over to Romans. And we'll be in chapter 12. And we'll look at verse 3. And we will put a nice little bow on our sandwich by wrapping up in James chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. Okay? And that's, that's what I have for you, but you guys know how it goes. If you listen to the episodes, you know, the spirit could take me someplace else and I'm going to do whatever it is that um, the Lord tells me to do. And I'm going to give to you guys whatever God wants me to actually share with you, right? It's not of myself. So that's our little sandwich. Um, those of you who listen or know that I like to come from the NLT translation often, but I use whichever translation I think will be most effective. And so in my time in the word um, for this lesson, I will be visiting the message also. I'll be visiting the message as well as the New Living Translation. Okay, I think I might even be in... um. King James too, but of course I will refer, I'll let you guys know what translation we're in. So we're going to explore these four scriptures and then we're going to, we're going to leave. You know, I'm going to leave you with a challenge that I myself will be doing also because I never asked you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Okay. So let's get into it. So I said our first scripture Cain is coming from Luke, right? So give me one second. I hope you guys have been great. I hope everyone has, um, I, I feel like I've been going for at least a month. So I hope everyone had a great Easter, um, Resurrection Sunday, um, a great spring break with family and, and you know, just 
everyone's been having a good, a good, a good, a good life, you know, and all is well, you know, I know that things may, may have come or, you know, whatever, there may have been some trying times or there might've been some periods that weren't so great, but I'm believing that, you know, we made it (laughs) to the other side. We're here now on this day, April 25th, 2019, from the last time I spoke to you guys and we made it here. So therefore we're triumphant, we're victorious. Um, and that's our position that we want to maintain. And that's why we at the principal's office bring the T3 to you so that we can stay in our position of victory and triumph. Amen. All right. So Luke 18 And we're going to look at verse 9 through 14. Okay, so I am taking this from the message because I really liked the way that the message went in. Because I tell you something about the message, for those of you who may not be familiar, the message um, Bible kind of just gives it to you straight. I mean, and I'm that, 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 you know, I'm that kind of person. Like, listen, here it is straight no chaser, you know, not going to water it down. We're going to tell it like it is because sometimes that's just what we need, right? Because we we want to know the truth so that it, we can be free, so that it can make us free. And sometimes the truth is not necessarily an easy pill to swallow, but it is necessary to take and to have. So looking at Luke 18, um, nine through 14 in the message. I'm going to share it out of um, the new living too. Okay. This is really going to be our base scripture because this is a story that I want to share with you guys. Um, This is a story that Jesus told, um, but I love it because I think that this story makes it really plain for me in regards to understanding how to be humble and what that looks like, okay? So that's why we're we're looking here first, okay? So this is the story of the tax man and the Pharisee. So we're gonna read it from the message first. In the message, it says, he told his next story to some who were complacently pleased with themselves over their moral performance and looked down their noses at the common people. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee, the other a tax man. The Pharisee posed and prayed like this. Oh God, I thank you that I am not like other people, robbers, crooks, adulterers, or heaven forbid like this tax man. I fast twice a week and tithe on all my income. Meanwhile, the tax man slumped in the shadows, his face in his hands, not daring to look up, said, God, give mercy, forgive me, a sinner. Jesus commented, this tax man, not the other, went home made right with God. If you walk around with your nose in the air, you're going to end up flat on your face. But if you are content to be simply yourself, you will become more than yourself. See how the message gives it to us straight? Okay, 
And the NLT breaks it down to sometimes in language that, you know, my Bible scholars out there um, understand more. But I like the message because that puts it down to whereas, okay, we may not be a Bible scholar, but you can understand that, listen, walking around with your nose up in the air is not going to get you anywhere, okay? And that's really what that's saying, but we'll we'll dig more into that. Let me read the same um, passage from the NLT. So from the NLT, it says, and I'm just going to get into the, the story where Jesus was speaking. He said, two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. I'm going to say that again. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So pretty cool story, right? What I want you to get from this is that because we're talking about being humble, right? You want to humble yourself. You don't want God to humble you. See, if we do it for ourselves and God won't have to humble us, because I promise you, you don't want him to have to humble you because here's the thing. If you exalt yourself, you're going to be humble. If you exalt yourself, you're going to be humble, which is an example of what we saw the Pharisee doing. Oh, I, I'm not like them. And I pay my tithes and I fast. Guess what? He's in danger of God having to humble him. God having to sit him down because he's placed himself on high. But those that humble themselves... God is going to exalt them. Here's the thing. You want God to place you on high because understand that the world, the earth and the fullness there of it belongs to him. So when he exalts you, for one, nobody, no man can take you down when God exalts you. But if you exalt yourself, oh, God is coming to humble you. And you're going to fall flat on your face, as it said in the message. Okay. So that's the key there. Let's humble ourselves so God doesn't have to humble us. And let's humble ourselves so that God can exalt us. So when we look at that story, one um, another thing that's important is that the, the there was a wrong focus during this prayer time. Okay. The Pharisee had wrong focus. We want to be worried about ourselves. Okay. Why in your prayer are you thinking that it's now the time to, you know, put someone else in what they may be doing or whatever, or what they may be going through on 
quote unquote blast to God. First of all, God knows all, knows all. But secondly, that's between them and God. It's not as if you were coming to God interceding on that person's behalf and lifting them up in prayer. But no, you're putting them inside of your prayer in a comparison judgment type of thing. You got the wrong focus in this prayer time. We don't want to judge others ever. And especially not in our prayer time. Our prayer time is a time of supplication. There was no supplication in the Pharisees prayer. And let me really quickly define supplication. Supplication is when the lesser is coming to the greater. And the the one, the supplicant, the supplicant understands that they're going to the greater one who is greater than them and has something to offer them and has something that they need. That what they are coming to them for is something they can't obtain on their own. Whether it's mercy, forgiveness, favor, grace, right? So the Pharisee missed this, okay? His prayer time was more of just a religious act versus a demonstration of a true relationship with God. When you have a relationship with someone, you understand that relationship, whether it's mother and daughter, father and daughter, father and son, mother and son, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, employee to employer, right? You know the dynamics of the relationship and you know what it is that you can go to them for and you know what it is that you can receive from them. You know how to talk with them and communicate with them. That is the difference between just religiously doing something um, versus having a relationship with the one that you're speaking with. And during this prayer time, you're speaking with God. And when you have a relationship with him, you know that that relationship is many things, but it is a relationship of supplication. We being the supplicant and God being the greater one. So because of the Pharisees' failure to, um, you know, have the, the correct focus during his prayer time, he missed the forgiveness that he really needed because he didn't ask for it. And frankly, he probably didn't even think that he needed forgiveness, right? Because remember, he does everything right. He's not like other people. So because he missed that, in the story, Jesus says that the one who left in right standing with God, the one who left forgiven was in fact the tax collector. So there are things that God has for us, but we never receive it because we're not humble enough to receive it. And that's what the word tells us, that we have to be humble enough to receive the things that God has for us. So don't be like the Pharisee. Okay, when we pray, we want to be like the tax man. 
understanding that we are the lesser going to the higher power and the one that has the authority and the one that has what we need, okay? There's a lesson in that. Good story, right? I love a story with a message, message incoming. <laughs> All right, so, um, and then of course, you don't want to exalt yourself. Let God do that. Let's go into our next scripture, guys, okay? That's kind of loaded. Our next scripture is Galatians 6, um, and we'll be looking at verses 1 through 5, and we're going to look at this in um, the message. I think we'll look at it in the message. All right, Galatians 1 through 6. If earlier... You guys heard a kind of a pause um, and then it started again. It's something happened while I was recording and it, it just was kind of weird. So forgive me if that little hiccup is in there. Okay. Um, I feel like six, um, Galatians six was another one that I liked in the message and I also liked in the NLC. But... I'm going to look at it from, we're going to look at it from the NLT. So, um, you know how, so all through this time, guys, I want you to be thinking about the Pharisee and the tax collector. That's why I started with that passage, because that is going to be our foundation for everything that we talk about thereafter. Okay. So just always be thinking about that. Um, because we're not supposed to compare ourselves with others. Okay. Or compare yourself amongst yourself. Okay. There is a warning against that. Um, because, um, let's, let's, let's mind our business. Okay. Let's pay attention to ourselves. So let's look at that. So Galatians six, one through five in the NLT, um, says this, dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is over, overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we eat, we are each responsible for our own conduct. All right. Hmm. Hmm. That is loaded. So remember, I, I, you know, when I was studying, I just couldn't, I was living for <laughs> these um, passages from the NLT as well as a message. So I'm going to be doing a little repeating. If you don't mind, if you don't mind. So that was the NLT. But here is the um, same passage from the message, Galatians 6, 1 through 5. So it says, live creatively, friends. If someone falls into sin, forgivingly restore him, saving your critical comments for yourself. You might be needing forgiveness before the day's out. Stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. Share their burdens and so complete Christ's law. 
if you think you are too good for that, you are badly deceived. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. And then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the best you can with your own life. Okay? Hmm. Message. So here's the thing. If it had not been for Jesus and or that praying grandmother, that praying mother, for the grace of God, you too, me too, could find ourselves in darkness, in sin, in a in a whole heap of trouble, in a in a hole, H O L E, in despair, overtaken by evil, buried in 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 just mess. Name it. So be humble. Take a step back, or else you actually may be humbled and be overtaken by that same sin that you are looking at someone else else's faults and speaking on it and and comparing yourself to them and thinking that you know oh look at what they're doing you know that's awful be careful because you might find yourself in that same place. Pay attention to yourself. Mind your business. Mind the things that you are called to do, that you need to do, that you're responsible for. Not what someone else may or may not be doing. That's not for you to judge. That's not for you to be paying attention to so much that you've taken the focus off of yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. Only compare yourself to who God says you are and should be, okay? That's who we have to compare ourselves to. That's okay because God did call us to be a, 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 a chosen people. He did call us to be separated, right? So that's what we should be focusing on, not seeing other people that we should love right? Overcome by, you know, some darkness or something that they're stuck in. Um, and then we're just judging them or we're turning our noses up at them or we're taking time to literally go before God and yeah, just remind him that, you know, we're not like them as opposed to trying to restore them or be there for them so that they themselves can get out. And the thing is, is that Let's not be deceived that we too could find ourselves in that place. Just because we might not be there right now doesn't mean we can't end up there. The scripture says, if you think you are too important to help someone else, you're fooling yourself. The message said, oh, you think you, you, you all of that. You think that you're above this. And so because of that, you can't help them. You are badly deceived. You're not that important. I'm not that important, okay? But we have to pay attention to ourselves. We have to restore each other because we may need somebody to do that for us. The idea is that, like I started off by saying, that we have a successful life here. And how do we do that? We need tools. 
Our tools come in all kinds of shapes and forms. And some of those tools that we need to be successful in life are in the form of others. And so we have to be that for others as well because we too may need someone to help us. So the word tells us not to compare ourselves to anyone else. It's a waste of time. What we need to be focusing on is what we have to do, the work that we have to do so that we can do a good job at it. Because here it is, we're responsible for our own conduct. So because we're not responsible for someone else's conduct, we should not put forth energy in judging them or put forth energy in thinking that we need to remind God that they're doing this and we're not. But the only thing that we should put forth energy in doing is trying to be a resource to them, trying to be a tool to them, trying to provide them and be there for them to restore them back to a place that you are striving to be in as well. And they were probably going along striving to be there too. And then they found themselves in another place. We have to be careful. We have to be careful. Because if it had not been, okay, don't get me started on that. That's loaded too. (laughs) But if it had not been. All right. So that's Galatians 6, 1 through 5, guys, in the message as well as the new living. We are going to go over to Romans 12. Now, I, I hope it doesn't feel like I'm going fast, but I only have an hour and I've really been putting forth an effort to actually make um, our episodes and our time together a little shorter because I want to respect people's time. I want you guys to be able to hear everything that, um, you know, I'm inspired to share with you. And sometimes people don't have an hour. I understand that because I know that that's true in my own life. So I'm doing my best to make it shorter. So I hope you don't feel like I'm rushing through, but I am moving on to our next scripture. And the good thing about it is this is always here for you, right? So you can always go back and listen. You can listen in part, um, but we're going to get into Romans 12 verse three. And this is a warning. This is a warning um, from Paul, and I think that it it just reinforces what we just saw and read in Galatians, okay? So Romans 12, um, Paul wrote a letter to um, the people, and he, you know, had a warning to them. And so it was a simple warning, but it was... Very, very, very important. So Romans 12, 3, this is the New Living Translation. And it simply goes like this. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, that's Paul talking, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. So that's kind of what we were talking about in Galatians, right? We (coughs) have to be careful, okay? And we have to be honest. 
Um, some translations literally just say, don't, um, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Okay. And that's really what it is. Don't think you're better than you really are. Because again, if it had not been for in everything that you have, you've been given everything that you have, everything that I have, you've been given. Please understand that. So why should we be thinking so highly of ourselves if everything that we have, we've been given? Yes, we have to do something with what we've been given. And that's why we have to focus on ourselves and our work that is before us and not others and what they're doing and what they're not doing. But we've been given it. So how are we so great? And we are not the only ones that's been given it, right? So that's another reason why we can't think that we're better than anyone else or better than who we really are. We have to be honest with ourselves when we're doing self-assessments, when we're doing self-examinations. Do not deceive yourself. If you think that you're better than anyone, if you think you're too important to help someone else, if you think that you are more than what you really are, you are deceiving yourself. Not to mention, you're not any good. You're not really any good. I don't care how good you think you are. I don't care how great, you know, how many degrees or how much, how, how big your salary is, how big your house is, how nice your car is, how much you give to charity, how much you volunteer your time, how much you serve at church. If you are in a space where you think that you are better than who you are, if you think more highly of yourself than you ought to, if you are measuring yourself by anything other than what has been given to you, you are no good. So we have to be honest with ourselves, right? If you can't be honest with yourself, who can you be honest with? You can't be honest with anyone or God for that matter, even though God already knows all, but we have to be in a place where we can be honest with God. Like even in our prayer time, when we're, when we're in that relationship, that intimate time and that communication with God, are we being honest with ourselves? Are we being honest with him? Or are we like the Pharisee, um, you know, just saying, oh, I'm glad I'm not like them. I do this and I do that. I got it all together. You may be able to fool man, but you can't fool God. So what's the point of doing that? What's the point of doing that? Because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's the word. We all, all means all, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So it makes no matter. It doesn't make sense <laughs> to go before God and talk about how great you are and how disciplined you are and then call out other people in their mess and say, yeah, I'm not like them. So confidence is important. 
don't get me wrong. You have to have confidence. Faith in yourself, believing in yourself is important too. But we have to appropriate our confidence and our faith. And we have to appropriate that our confidence and faith is in God. Because that's the source. If everything we have has been given to us, then our confidence and our faith should be in where we received it from. You know how sometimes we see successful people in life and uh, whether it, they're they're athlete or they're, you know, a CEO or whatever the case may be. And then we might watch an interview from them or read an article on them. And the interview is, is talking to them about how they got to be where they are and their success. And a lot of them attribute um, their success to their parents sometimes. And they go, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the things that my mom taught me, if it wasn't for the things that my mother instilled in me, or if it wasn't for um, the work ethic my dad, you know, demonstrated before me or, you know, the whatever. But they attribute where they are today to what was given to them by the source of their <laughs> existence, okay, right? Now, we know that God is the creator of all, but we came through our mothers. We came here by way of our mother and father. So they reference whom, what was in them, what was given to them, and they attributed that to whom gave it to them. As, um, and that's how they measure where their success came from. And so their confidence and their faith was in the source. And that's how they had confidence and they believed in themselves to push through. So that's important. But so we got to just remember where that even comes from. That confidence came from somewhere. The drive came from somewhere. Your determination came from somewhere. Your zeal came from somewhere. Your endurance and perseverance came from somewhere. So that's why we should measure ourselves according to the gifts, the abilities, and the things that God has given to us in according to that which God has done for us. That's what Romans 12 and 3 is talking about, right? When we're honest in our evaluation of ourselves, we measure ourselves by the faith God has given us. We don't measure ourselves by our works or our accomplishments, even our accomplishments and works that are in God, right? In service to God. Like the Pharisee, I fast two times a week. But... We measure ourselves by the faith that God has given us. What does that mean? The faith, the belief that we know we receive from God that actually kept us going. So it's simple. It's not by what we are or what we do for God fast two times a week pay our tithes and offering, serve on the usher board, serve on the audio and visual team, do praise and worship, give the charity, 
It's not by what we are or what we do for him, but it's by what he's given to us and what he does for us. Remember the Pharisee. And remember the tax collector. The tax collector knew that it wasn't about what he does. Because here's the thing. The story got right to the point. But here's the thing. Who says the tax collector does it fast twice a week? Who says the tax collector doesn't pay a tenth of his income? He may do all of those things. But he also knew that at that moment in time of prayer that he needed to come to God. And it wasn't about what he does, but it was about what God does and can do. Which he knew that God can provide mercy when you need it. He knew that God can provide forgiveness when you need it. And the fact of the matter is we need it because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All the Pharisee, the tax collector, you, me, him, her. Okay. So. Woo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, sorry, not sorry, but that, that just really resonated with me. Um, and it, and it just hit me all. So going before God, we have to be humble. We have to be humble in our everyday lives, but especially when we are in a place, in a position of prayer, we should not be exalting ourselves. You can if you want to, but when we exalt ourselves, we know what we are in danger of having occur. The word says that God will humble you if you exalt yourself, but he will exalt you if you humble yourself. There's a scripture in Proverbs, Proverbs 25. See, I told you it might be something else because um, this is a download. Proverbs 25. Um, and it's six through seven. I'm going to look at this in. I want to say the New King James, New King James, Proverbs 25, 6 and 7, King James. It says, do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king and do not stand in the place of the great. For it is better that he say to you, come up here than that you should be put lower in the presence of the prince. Do not exalt yourself in the presence of the king. Listen. <laughs> the king of kings is Jesus. Jesus is the king of kings. God is the father. When we are in prayer, we are entering into the holy of holies. His ears are open to hear from us. It is not the time and we ought not exalt ourselves in the presence of the king of kings. You don't stand in the place of the great. This is what we've been talking about. Don't think you're too important. 
more you are higher than you really are. Don't put yourself in that position because what is better for you to do is to have the king, have the father say, come, come up here. That's him exalting you. Because when he exalts you, I said it earlier, no man can take you down from the honor and the exaltation of God for where God has placed you. Because if you try to put yourself there, guess what's going to happen? Then you're going to be put lower. You're going to be put lower in the presence of the prince. You're going to be put lower. You're going to be humbled to a point that is low. Let's humble ourselves. Let's humble ourselves. So, my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful audience and listeners, I'm going to one of my favorite books in the good book. And it is one of my favorite scriptures. Those that know me know this. And we're going to um, the book of James. And this is how we're going to tie it all together. You know, sometimes I feel like I'm sharing this and I know that it's what I need to be doing. But I feel like I want to answer questions or provide more insight if it's needed. But, you know, this platform doesn't allow me to just take questions and all of that stuff right now. Right now, that's not the platform. Even though you guys can message me on the Anchor platform, my podcast is available on Anchor. You guys hear the segment all about Anchor. This is where I'm bringing this to you from. So you can send messages. Also, my Instagram um, where the podcast is promoted along with other inspiration and encouragement um, at good stuff underscore period with a T. Good stuff, one word, underscore period, P-E-R-I-O-D-T as in Tom. That is the Instagram where you can... Um, you know, you can shoot me a message, you know, DM me and say, hey, I'm listening to the Principal's Office podcast and I just listened to your Be Humble um, episode and I have a question about this. And you can do it right on the on the platform. So please, please, please do because something just in my spirit just said, you know, that there, there, there may be questions or more insight may be needed. And, you know, I have to work with the space of time that I have, but I know that, um, I'm believing that, you know, God will make room for this gift and, um, you know, the platform may be different moving forward, but Right now, first of all, I would love to hear from you guys, your comments and all of that stuff. So we are going to wrap up and we're going to look at James. We're going to um, go to chapter four and we'll look at six through 10. Okay, this is one of my favorite books in the Bible. James comes through with some messages, some hard messages, but it is truth, just how I like it. So we're going to look at it out of the NLT. And we'll look 
at it starting from verses 6 through 10. So it says, And he gives grace generously. And he, God, gives grace generously, as the scriptures say. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. Amen, amen, amen. This is a beautiful wrap up. This is a beautiful summary of everything that we looked at in Luke and Galatians and Romans and discussed. Because I said it, we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All means all. And so because of that, because of that, and here's the thing, I want to say this. I know that in James, what we just looked at, it, it, it's really calling us to, to get close to God and just, you know, be in a place where we can purify our hearts. And, you know, it's, 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 it's being there and it's saying, you know, it's getting in our face and saying, hey, and some people may be feeling like, what do you mean? I'm not a sinner. I'm a good person. I don't just walk around doing evil things and, you know, um, I, I'm not impure and my heart is pure and I love people and, you know, I'm, I'm living my life right. And that's amazing. That's amazing because that's the space that we want to be in. But I don't want anyone to mistake and say, well, this word doesn't apply to me. Because as we looked at in the earlier scriptures, we never know because that is all around the corner. Okay. There are sins of omission and commission. Now, I'm not going to get into a long um, description of that, but the bottom line is that sometimes we are in a fault or we're in sin and it wasn't intentional, right? But sin is sin. Not to mention, you know, um, the thing is, is we just want to be in a place where we stay covered. Okay. That's what it's about, guys. And you're only as covered or protected as you are submitted. Okay. That is something that I um, received years, 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 years ago. And it has stuck with me. We're only as covered or protected as we are submitted. And only a humble person knows how to submit. And so you want to be submitted to the word. You want to be submitted to these principles um, in, in your life so that you can be protected. Because the fact of the matter is there's evil around every corner. There's opposition at every door. There's defeat. There's attacks that happen. There are seasons in our lives and it doesn't matter, you know, how um, good we might think that we are or, you know, how well that we think our life is going. For one, it can always be more abundant. For two, we want to be in the overflow so that we can pour out and be able to um, give freely and help others. And for three, it 
is an opposing, opposing force that is out there seeking whom he may devour, seeking whom he may destroy, seeking whom he may kill. And the thing is, you cannot say that it won't be you. You cannot say that, you know, or think that you're too important. You're so important that he'll pass over you. So we want to just be in this life covered. And so we want to be submitted and only a humble person can be submitted and subjected to principles and guiding forces and be a supplicant in a relationship with the supplier who we know is greater. So that's why we have to humble, remain humble so that we can receive his grace and continue to receive everything that he gives to us freely. And, um, and, and just stay in that position of understanding that we are the lesser and there is a greater which is God, and make sure that, you know, we're not judging others, but we're minding our own business, right? We're being honest with ourselves so that we can receive and operate in what God has for us and wants to give us because he gives grace to those that are humble enough to receive it, right? Grace is God's favor. Grace is God's ability in us to do what we don't have the ability to do ourselves. Grace so we can have victory over all of those things that, you know, are happening, are coming, that we don't even know is, are, are coming, trials and tribulations and those periods of our lives. We can have victory and triumph over all of those things and live a life free of um, the enemy's work. You know, he's going to keep working, of course, <laughs> but we'll always triumph tri triumph over them because God will lift us up over it, right? We just looked at the scripture and the scripture says that when we humble ourselves before the Lord, he will lift you up in honor. So the scripture that we just looked at in James also talks about how, how our demeanor should be, right? So in other words, um, we don't want to walk around thinking that everything is okay or being deceived, or thinking that we're um we're immune to these works of the enemy. Or walk around being okay with being in sin or out of fellowship with God, not having a relationship with him. Or not being available to help others. Or we okay, right? That evil is just overtaking us. No, we don't want to walk around like that. We want to draw close to God so that God can come close to us and make sure that our loyalty is not divided between God and the world, because that's a whole nother episode, okay? Being on the fence, like who are you loyalty, loyal to? Are you just loyal to yourself, right? And in, in things, and in what me, 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 me? Are you loyal to the greater where everything that you have was received from? Okay. So we want to humble ourselves and sit down. Okay. Ask of God for his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness, his favor, whatever else we have need of. Okay. And be in a place of submission to that so that we can be covered. And we can live successful lives, okay? Um, 
Remember the tax collector. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me, for I'm a sinner. And Jesus said that he left there forgiven. He left there in right standing with God. That's how we want to um to, to be and live our lives, okay? So the challenge, guys, this weekend that is right here in upcoming week, I want you to take some time to write down at least two things about yourself that you want to improve upon, right? Because we're putting ourselves in a humble space where we are being honest and we are evaluating ourselves and we're minding our business and we're like, hey, it ain't, it ain't, everything ain't great. So where do we want to improve upon? And then take that list, right? You wrote down two things, whether it's in yourself, you know, whether it's just in your life, whether it's something you want to do, you know that you have, you know, been called to do it and you should be doing it, but you're not doing it. Or you want to just change some things or you want some things to change. Let's, let's do that. And then take that list and spend at least three minutes a day talking to God in prayer, right? Knowing and believing, being confident in the faith um, and having faith that he will and he wants to do it for you because he is mindful of you. Yes, yes, yes. You are a friend of God. The song, the song that we heard, right? Um, in the beginning, he is mindful of you and he loves you. And he wants you to humble yourself so that he can exalt you. And he wants you to humble yourself so that you can receive of him and live a successful life and do all that you, your heart desires to do and that you were called to do and have all that your heart desires to have and all that he desires you to have. So that is it, guys. I, um, I pray that this has blessed you. Remember, check out the principal's office. We are coming to you weekly. Um, you know, just, just be paying attention. Check out the Instagram. So, you know, when a new episode has loaded, I want to tell you guys, tomorrow is my birthday. I am so blessed to be able to see another year. And, um, and also, you know, here on my birthday Eve to be sharing with you guys and celebrating with you guys. So, um, you can also follow my personal Instagram at Ms. Nero, M-Z as a zebra, N-E-R-O. Um, so I have the link to the podcast at good stuff underscore period. Um, and I'll be starting a Facebook page soon for the podcast as well. So I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Love and light. And I send it to you. Good vibes and be blessed. All right. Take care, guys. And thanks for tuning in to the principal's office.